crafted, crafted, woven and spun. Act 3 of Kaliland Tales by Mark Shields, performed by members of the Crack Theatre Players, produced for the Crack Theatre by Oliver Corr in association with Blockade Partnership. I was born in Newtown Kelly in 1930, up beyond Plater's Hill, built by Sir Sam Kelly. The houses stand there still. When we moved in, my mother's joy she couldn't hide. Proper block-built walls and a flush toilet outside. I'm well able to bring the island's story up to date from the bustling canal to its now ruinous state. Stewart's Mill, built in 1908, jutted out into the basin. Lighters with loads of corn pulled up adjacent. The boats carefully guided so they wouldn't get stuck. Corn winched up, ground for mail and ingy buck. Clay pipes and bricks into the hole of the now empty vessel smoothly manoeuvred with the minimum of hassle. The whole operation well ordered and astute. Sand carted to Main Street, then shoveled down a chute. You ate what was there them days, not what you liked. The meal charted the farms and taken home on bikes. For the stories were still told on Kaelian nights. Of starvation, desperation, the potato blight. Their tales gripped you, made you feel panicky. Words mingled in smoke and lamplight from grey-haired Shanahy. Of people like ghosts, dehumanised and frantic. Millions died. Many more crossed the Atlantic. But Cull Islanders were civic-minded, resourceful and gritty. They might have gone to separate churches, but formed just one committee. Pity for fellow citizens, their unifying belief. Hundreds of pounds they raised for local famine relief. Many came to the soup kitchen. No one was denied. From the island's neighbouring townlands down to the low side. Chairman, Reverend Robert Kingsmore. Sub-Chairman, Reverend James Daly. Sir, may I beg to ask whether you can afford any aid towards our funds establishing a soup kitchen for this village and surrounding district. Our contributions amount to nearly £10 a week, and we are serving about 350 quarts daily to the destitute and starving poor householders in the district. The whole is under the management of a committee of subscribers who are adopting the most judicious and careful means of distributing the aid afforded. The Protestant clergymen and parish priest sit together in committee, composed both of Roman Catholics and Protestants, and all are equally zealous to promote the objects in view. Yours? Sir, the landowners have done but little, the principal contributors being persons in business in this village and neighbourhood. There is great reason to fear that unless government do now assist, we shall be obliged to strike off many now receiving relief. We have understood that similar cases, pound for pound, have been granted relief. Yet this is the second application made without receiving hitherto any aid. 
P.S. The soup in all cases given gratuitously, as the poor are unable to purchase at even a reduced rate. Many are actually kept from starvation by this kitchen. Yours. Sir, 617 individuals are receiving daily relief of nearly a quart of soup each from the committee's soup kitchen in Coal Island. Of those relieved, 213 are Protestants and 404 are Roman Catholics. It must be evident that with our present funds we cannot hold out, as the distress is daily increasing and new applications from families now in starvation are continually coming in. Yours. For the hunger and the fever were unconcerned with greater God. It mattered not a tatter whether you be Fenian or Prod. We did no self-pity, our spirits always buoyed. So many men and women, always locally employed. Life was hard but good, you lived but day to day. We worked looms, manned lighters, mined coal, sand and clay. Flower pots and pipes with skilful hands were made. Tablecloths, curtains, pottery, bricks, pipes and spades. Carried on Northern Railroad and floated down the line. Products of world renown from factory Killingham mine. Our goods were more than good. Ended up the whole world over. Shipped out of Belfast, Dublin, from Plymouth and from Dover. It looked as though our town would be Ulster's own big apple. Linen adorned fine houses. Our bricks built Whitehall Chapel. Gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab, wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingetreten bin. Then, out of the blue, came World War II. Blackouts and air raid sirens. Hitler's tanks rolled into Poland. Nazi guns were firing. I was too young then to know what it was all for. When Chamberlain announced, This country is at war. By Denmark and Czechoslovakia and more did fall. The British army had to go over St. Patrick's Hall. John Hurd built an Arbo, a fine aerodrome. Around our town, handsome American GIs were seen to roam. Hiya, girls. <laughs> the Beatties had built the fine house up on Ardmore Hill. As war loomed, business boomed, making tents and khaki drill. On childhood nights I listened behind blacked out window panes For I could pick out the different engines of German and Allied planes The booming takeoff of the Yankee Super Fortress Knew the sounds of a wounded return Engines in distress One morning news spread fast <laughs> As it still does in this town That up near the Bush Road a plane had come down Local farmer John McHugh was not one bit annoyed. The airplane wreckage lay all around and beloved buyer destroyed. A lot of us went up there. A sight I'll never unsee. A pilot in his uniform hanging limp upon a tree. Was it engine failure or injury that brought him to his doom? Was his torn and bloody khaki woven on a colline loom? Placed on war footing, weavers up to their eyes, business grew, shuttles flew, all for army supplies. Two years after war was over, 
In December 47, frost and snow descended. We awoke to a wintry heaven. As the mercury dropped, we didn't think twice, for the basin she gifted us smooth, solid ice. The torrent-fed waters in which July we were diving, now a winter postcard scene with the youngsters, it was haven. Then a, a matter arose which did often my mind perplex. Summer bathing was thought not appropriate for the fairer sex. Uh, but this too strict cold and ice did not apply. So like angels past us fellas, the girls would guide and fly. By day, we learned to be weavers, potters and platers. Come evening, we emerged as amateur skaters. We children homemade sleds would race, weave and spill. For cars didn't trouble platers or Anna her hill. Down they came at high speed like Roman charioteers. Flying past the police station with damn the bit of fear. Turned up Harbour Hill towards Dungannon Road to the cheers of other wee ones. It was only then they slowed. It's like yesterday. Seventeen winters was I when dark-haired Kate caught my heart and eye. And in later married years, scoffing her, I often stated, It wasn't your beauty which won me dear, but how perfectly you skated. (laughs) Our winter paradise lasted six wondrous weeks. Endless talk frosted in night hour, chill blains and rosy cheeks. Nights of skating from Stuart's Mill all the way to the first lock, but time won't stop. No way to halt life's ticking clock. Dark-haired Kate wouldn't leave my mind. In her there was no flaw. I hoped that like the basin's frozen waters, she'd begin to thaw. We attended entertainments of various sorts. Plays in St. Patrick's Hall to Washington Bay sports. Queued for minerals at popular dances. Parished priests there to prevent unseemly romances. I met Kate off the train after an excursion to Bray. Masters Charlie and George took workers out for the day. No toy lad day for them, who boarded the early train in the island in their hats and suits and dresses, them chatting and smiling. No cars needed then. Portrush, Dublin, Warren Point, all by train. What I wouldn't give to hear the engines cough again. To meet her this of all evenings, thought I, won't do my chances any harm. I'll pop the question to her when she's in the best of form. I opened her door, helped her out of the charge, had my speech all worked out about our possible marriage. But words came out tangled and tumbled, a terrible bloody mess. I know your question, you idiot. So you know the answer's yes. I could crack back then, I mind all right. Especially in single days, out to dances at night. Our mothers weren't too strict. We were only in our teens. All packed into Dylan's taxis, eight or nine of us, like sardines. You'd think we were heading out in London or in Roma. Our hearts 
thumping like mad. And us only going to a dance in Oma. So, hair curled, face powdered, and with perfume we were sprinkled. But packed so tight in the Austin 10, our ironed skirts kept getting wrinkled. I've the solution, said I, to being so tightly packed. We can keep our skirts pristine and our modesty intact. Off came the skirts and laid one on top of the other in the taxi's boot, though out of sight of mother. The taxi man stammered incoherent from his quivering lips. Never mind, Peter, I reassured. Sure aren't all of us wearing slips. I feel now like the actor in St. Patrick's Hall, one of O'Casey's plays, says he... Them was days, Jockster. Oh yes, them was days. Got a new job when the spade mill closed down in 50. Wedding gates for meagre pay. Thank God I is worth 50. When I think of my handcrafted spades and shovels, it doesn't easily sit with mass-produced trailers and gates and a factory fluorescent lit. Worst of all in 61... We couldn't believe the news. Local men had to fill the basin in. Jim Taggart, Kevin Carberry and Henry Hughes. Call it man's stupidity or the hand of fate. The basin's years they numbered. 228. Sad work it was, said Kevin. Tough men too shed tears. It formed the heart of this town for so many years. Left derelict for decades in the absence of council wiser. The last lighter buried at the bottom, the once lovely Eliza. No more will the lighter man's laughter drift over sunlit waters brimming. No more will the schoolboys dive from its locks or send the stones a-skimming. No more beat of great swan's wings or bard's draught or snorting. No more hush talks by its banks from couples as they go courting. And the line which once carried golden sand and coal as black as pitch, the first waterway of its kind in these islands, now just a drainage ditch. Then, like an awful cancer, trouble broke out in 69. Many moved to New Mills and Ballinacalli, most friends of mine. Though a shadow fell across our town, these words are celebration. Thirty years being ripped apart don't cancel three hundred of collaboration, For when you work and live so close together, you'll always find, like a fabric skillfully woven, we are closely intertwined. The 70s saw the mines abandoned, the end of Stuart's Mill. Even the weaving factory's great machines were silent and still. Soulless people tell me, Jimmy, some things can't go on forever. But I visited my brother in Manchester where they've proved themselves more clever. They have kept and reclaimed their waterways, their barges and their docks, so boaters, tourists, canoeists negotiate miles of canals and locks. We don't have to look too far if we really want to learn. Look what they achieved, they who believed, in Shannon up to Ern. Doubters existed way back, 
three hundred years ago, but with lesser tools the canal was dug and water did flow. So hear me now, get yourselves together from New Mills to Washing Bay. Let me tell you something for nothing, for there's a will, there's a waterway. Mind you, people here are never bait in any situation. With sporting facilities, musicals, festivals, technology, education. A fellow on TV calls it entrepreneurship. We call it persevering. Their business now is beauty, fitness, computers and engineering. This building in which you sit, instead of being let go rotten, is now a fine theatre, once a storehouse for cotton. Coal Island's story continues to be written, still a place of many parts, with plays, dance, music, a cradle for the arts. But my time is nearly done here. I'll soon be moving on. My children settled overseas. My lovely Kate is gone. Tonight, I'll walk slowly down Lineside, where first I held and caught her. And where you see a tarmac car park, I hear rippling water. Lads and lassies on a sheet of ice, eating, laughing, chasing. And more fool me, but I can see a brand new beautiful basin.